Sailor said. What's that? That's a radio, boy. Yeah, what's it do? Don't you know what a radio is, boy? Well, sure, but I've never seen one like that before. No one ever saw one quite like that. Because that's a very special sort of radio. That's right. Yes. Fun Crusher Plusing. Yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show. I'm the guy Mega. Yo, this is late. And it's Friday. So, well, maybe not when they listen to this. Maybe I shouldn't focus on that. Anyways, every Friday we're dropping <laughs> a new episode to let you know about dope culture, hip hop, and Tokyo. Sometimes yes, all yes. of those things, sometimes one or two. Yes, but indeed. every Friday, another special guest. Yeah. What else do we do late? Actually, I should let you guys know to pay attention to the end of the podcast where we talk about all the upcoming shows. We also have a calendar online with as many shows as we can find. And you can check that out anytime you want to find out all the dope happenings here in Tokyo. Yes, we're highlighting artists. And that's not just musical, visual artists, uh, artists of any kind. We're Mm -hmm. also highlighting culture. So dope locations, dope activities, these kinds of things. Yeah, you want to find out about Shibari tying up peoples? Check that out. Have Shibari. you are you familiar with that? Shibari. Shibari? Yes. It's like it's like you got bodied and then oh, she yeah. bodied. Oh, maybe you got she bodied. And you know, that type of attention to detail can only come from a lyricist, and that's who our special guest is today. We've got a homie who uh, is actually staying in the Mega Reactor Buddha spine right now. He's <laughs> going to be chilling here for the next couple of days. I'm, I'm, I'm meditating here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a, which has recently been glitched out. Yeah, yeah. There's all types of new things coming. Maybe video will be coming for, the, for these type of things soon on the podcast. But this homie is actually a homie of another homie who you guys have heard us mention on the podcast before. Our guy, Polly Rhyme, who's out here in Japan as well. A little bit far from us, but we're going to get him on the podcast when it comes through rap stuff rap stuff and so with that said and i don't really know too much about this guy that we got in here today <laughs> so we're gonna try to learn a lot about it man okay. we've got loki the tr- trickster loki the trickster loki the trickster he's been in the game for a long time loki how you doing man i'm good doing good little little friday afternoon chat yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I kicking, like how he kick. adjusted the date for the oh, listeners. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to pretend it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, you know. Wait, isn't it Friday? Oh, is today Saturday? Friday. Uh, today is Saturday, <laughs> I man. have no idea. Yeah. Uh, yo, that's cool. Yeah, you've been in Tokyo for how long now? Um, or in I've Japan? I've been in Japan for almost two weeks. I'm here for okay. another two days, and I go back to um, back to Mexico. Yeah, where he's living Oh, that's right where now. you're based right now? I mm. live in Mexico City, yes. Loki. Where? What? Mexico, Mexico City. City. Yo. I've never been there. I really want to go. Me too. De, Super high de, elevation. DFA, right? Yeah. El, el, el Distrito Federal. DFA. Yeah. Word. And that's one of the really dope things about Loki as well, man. He's Yo, been to all over the place. That's technically the most or the biggest city in the world, right? I think technically Tokyo, Tokyo. is mm. bigger than Mexico City. Um, I mean, geographically South or population-wise, population it's one wise. of those things. But I know thing Tokyo is, is the largest population-wise. I, I think Tokyo, because if you factor in the metro area, okay. and it's like kind of how far you go outside of a city before you don't, you're not in a city. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, Tokyo, you can go. Yeah, that's true. In every direction. You can and go to Tochigi. Yeah. And, and that is like 40, Chiba, 40 million people Matsuro. in the greater Tokyo area. Yeah. yeah. So word up, man. But they got a def- they definitely got higher elevation there out there in uh in New Mex in Mexico City. People like to get high. Sounds dope, man. That's I've been up. to northern Mexico one time. Yeah. I've been to Tijuana. No, Mexico's um I'm happy to be there. I've been there since um January. And yeah, so far it's so good. I'm really enjoying it. Word up, and we're gonna find out all about some of the things he's done here in Tokyo, as well as a lot of his travels and where his music and art has bought him, brought him. Bring him, brought in him, bought, boomerang him. There it is. Because we're it. all because yeah. we're all capitalists. Are all, all right? There we go. <laughs> bought me. I mean the beat. Shout out to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, um, so let me go ahead and tell you guys about our sponsors. First sponsor, Cal Combs. Cal Combs of CalCombs.com. And if you go to his website. And you purchase anything over 3,000 yen, or that's $30 pretty much, you can use the promo code Mega Late Show and you'll get 25% off of all of that purchase. Yes, that's absolutely right. And uh, definitely check out him as well as our in house artist, Keen Joaquin, who is phenomenally talented and works with all types of different mediums and uh, also specializes in acrylic work. And he has the best business cards in the game, undoubtedly. Sure. Uh, they are super dope. And is this guy Japanese? No, he's uh, he's from Los he's Angeles. He's also Mexican, right? Yeah, he's a Mexican guy. Of I think. Mexican descent, he's a. He is of Mexican descent. OMD, two Los, Mex. Los, Los Angelian. Yes. Yeah, so uh, check him out as well. And also, you might want to go check out a sandwich shop in Harajuku called Yo, Harry. I got Harry. Go. We were just there last night. Mm-hmm. Had a I do a monthly event there, Vibes. So we were vibing out. I had my guy Niall Kenza Robin Oliver of the Ocean and I, which I'm also a part of, co-selecting with me, and uh, it was good vibes, man. Absolutely. More sponsors to come too. Shit. Let's go into this temperature check. So the temperature check segment of the podcast for our listeners who are tuning in for the first time is where we ask our guests a plethora of questions to kind of uh, get their musical taste, see what they love, see what they hate, and also just some other questions that, you know, we just felt like asking. So let's go ahead and start off. Uh, I've had conversations with you a lot, so I actually know a lot about your taste in music and what Mm -hmm. you like and enjoy. But tell us who your favorite MC was when you were 15. I see you pointing right, to the right wall. Right there on the wall, man. That's right. There is a dark side, Red Man. And he and he's been your favorite MC since you started listening to. Yeah, I mean, my favorite. Um, I could say Red Man, uh, Ludacris. Oh, nice. And yeah. um, yo, Luda is Farrah Munch. There we go. That's a nice. That's a good list. Yeah, I feel like because of um, Ludacris's association with kind of like. Bangers and Tretch. kind of yeah, from Naughty by Tretch. Nature. Wow, nice. Yeah. Tretch from Naughty by Nature is amazing MC. Very that's true on. too. True. Yo, uh, going back to Luda, I remember listening to him like his first two albums, and I was like, "Yo, this nigga can rap, man!" Like he's right. one of the first Southern lyricists I recognized. As yeah, him. I mean, for me, what I as a as a, a an MC myself and a and a writer. Um, the thing I appreciate about Ludacris is that he doesn't necessarily go into like high 
level deep topics, but he just has a lot of creativity and flavor in his voice. Yeah. He could take the like dumbest thing, but make it sound tight on a record, you know? I, I mean, he's also got kind of a bastard style too. Ludacris's style is not something that you say, oh, that guy sounds like Ludacris or... Um, you know, Ludacris sounds like this, or you know, yeah. he he really has kind of his own voice in hip hop, and uh, yeah, he's in a, he's Busta an MC Rhymes that I respect. Esque. Yeah, you know, I, I, he's an MC that I respect as well. Yeah, yeah, I miss Ludacris now that I'm thinking about it. Luda, who was Ludacris just beefing with recently? Oh, Takashi Six Nine. Oh, really? yeah, I guess he made a comment about this Takashi. Is it Takashi Tech? Anyways, that six, guy. I called him sixty nine on one of the episodes. You did, yeah, yeah. So six six nine, um, he was talking shit to Ludacris, or they're talking shit to each other. And I think Ludacris made a, a the response. age gap. It's amazing how long hip hop has been around because the age gap between those two MCs has to be thirty years. I would imagine Ludacris, Ludacris has is a not kid, like an old school MC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lud- Ludacris yeah. probably has children older than six nine. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, shout out to Ludacris. Shout out to Ludacris's kids, all uh, however many of them he has. Shout out to Ludacris. Period. All right, so we've got we've got your favorite MC pretty much all time there. Uh, uh, was that in any kind of order? Or? I would say Redman is my favorite of all time. Uh, f- maybe Pharaoh Monch, Luda. You know, Tretch. Um, Tretch, Black Thought. Saw the list there. What was Homeboy the Homeboy Sandman? One of my favorites. Hell uh, yeah. Sandy Yo. is super dope. You got good taste, man. Thank you. He actually has a track that he did with Homeboy Sandman, and hopefully he shares that with us later. I heard y'all talking about that, man. I also yeah. want to hear this track. It's an interesting song. So let's see. Um, as far as hip-hop goes, tell us uh, the first album that you bought with your own money. Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel. What about first hip-hop album? Uh, De La Soul is Dead. I bought a bootleg cassette outside of Tower Records on um, Broadway and 9th Street in Manhattan. There were a lot of bootleg cassettes around New York back in the day. And yeah, that was the album that had been like popping all summer. So I knew the whole album and um, yeah, just wanted that cassette. Later, you would see Maceo beat up the bootlegger. They used to beat up bootleggers out there, yeah? That's true. Now, Maceo's a nice guy. Shout out to us for having him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, recently, we've been plugging mad. Every time we can pat ourselves on the back, we're like, hey, shout and out to And by the that. way. Well, you know, I was right. talking to we my did. dear good friend, uh, Ali Shahid Muhammad. Yeah, you know, J-Rock's <laughs> in town, my best friend, because he said hello to me that one time. Anyways, uh, temperature check late. What you got? I want to know... What's popping off in Mexico? Um, well, I, um, you know, I'm I I am an MC, but I'm not. I'm also a DJ, so I, I DJ more often than um, than rap. Um, but I am um, kind of the reason I'm in Mexico is because I do. Um, I have a project together with a Chilean um, producer and musician and he also has a band and i sometimes work with that band and tour with the band so i know mexico through that band that band is called tuna cola and so i've toured in spain england mexico chile a couple of the couple other spots usa with with tuna cola um and so and you're I ex- backing them i they, they they have a whole band 
set up and I'm like featured on a number of the tracks. Not not that many tracks. So like if we do a live show, I'll come on for about three songs. You know, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on the show. But um, but yeah, I just have a couple of songs with those guys, and I and I like rocking with them. I like touring with them. So um, so I've joined them like on a bunch of tours, and 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 I have a project with the the lead singer and composer. We have our own hip hop project that's called Chamba Boom. That's right, Richie Tunacola. I was watching some of the videos last night, and they are wildly entertaining. So very good. <laughs> what's That's what's good. the scene like? Uh, what's, what's the scene like in Mexico? Yeah, like the audience. Is... Um, Mexico City, I think, is in a good place. That's part of the reason that I moved there because um, I feel like the energy is quite young. The energy is fresh. There's a lot of a couple of people, independent artist type people. And not just music people, but artists. And, you know, there's a scene going on there. Um, it's like a big queer scene, but like a big electronic scene. A big electronic queer scene. <laughs> um, Yo, a lot of my favorite more electronic pop music uh -huh. is coming out of Latin America. Specifically Chile. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, we must have We must have some overlap. Javier oh, Mena, yeah. uh -huh. Alex and Walter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, good shit. Cool. A lot of times I find out that Late's into some shit that I just really didn't know he was fucking with <laughs> at all. This is the first time Late has He's ever... Like, he ain't never said shit about this on the Chile. podcast, period. Yeah, it comes from... I've been Chile. listening to a lot of Chilean. Yeah, but, Chileno. All right. All right. Yeah. How about if you were on a desert island? What do you think, Late? Should we do three albums or two artists? Catalogs or albums? Catalogs. All right. You get to pick two artist catalogs that you can take with you to a desert island where you will be stranded, marooned. Yeah. Artist catalog? Yeah. I mean, that. I would say that that includes even guest work that they've done on other people's tracks and shit like that. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, need, it wouldn't be hip-hop. It wouldn't be hip-hop. Artists? Uh, yeah. I would take like whatever. I would take like. Well, I mean, you got to choose. That's the thing. Bob Marley. That's a good choice. For the island? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, island. Bob. Bob. Bob Marley catalog, Led Zeppelin catalog. Okay. Led Zeppelin. I could bang with Led, Led Zeppelin anytime. Like. Forever, though? Yeah. yeah. I mean, three is. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I fuck with it. Sure. And those are. I, I'm choosing artists that have a huge catalog as well. Sure. Yeah, so yeah that, that's important. You know. Yeah. What about if you were to take a hip hop artist, Redman? Um, we're giving the him thing three. Is, the thing is about hip hop is that I love hip hop and I grew up, you know, I grew up with hip hop, you know, in hip hop. Um, but as I've gotten older and continue to make music, I kind of have, have branched out a little bit. So I don't like, even though I love all this stuff i don't like if i'm at home kicking it by myself i don't really listen to that much huh. hip-hop okay um but to take a hip-hop artist catalog with me to a desert island hey outcast good choice great choice i i mean uh it's a good we, catalog 
We asked someone else who's in the studio recently, uh, our friend Heem King, and he said Wale, and I kind of made a face. <laughs> and I wasn't. That I'm wasn't fan, like I'm a fan of Wale. I mean, I don't know that much. I don't keep up with that much about like kind of newer school MCs and stuff like that. But I'm a fan of Wale. Like I'm not a fan of Wale. Uh -huh. but, that, but that's not why I made the face. It was uh -huh. mostly because, like you said, the catalog. depth of the catalog is important. Yeah. What does Wale have? Like one. LP like and a bunch of mixtapes. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, hmm. Like even I, I was gonna choose. I was debating between Tupac and somebody else, mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, Tupac's catalog is deep, but all of it's not as good as the really good stuff. Yeah. But Outkast, who I also chose, that's like you can play that forever. Yeah. And uh, I also chose Kanye. I remember now, and like the variety in there should keep you entertained at least. You know, Pablo, Pablo, Petey, Pablo, no, Yandi, no, no, no. no, Kanye, mm. the life of that's Pablo. dropping uh, to date this recording. That should be dropping later tonight. Is that right? Petey yeah, Pablo, Petey Pablo has a new record yeah. dropping. Is that is that what you're I, saying, or yeah. are you saying Kanye's dropping a new record? He's doing a collaboration with Petey <laughs> Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> that's fire, bro. No, I'm actually I'm done like with Pablo. I'm done Easy with Kanye Pablo. completely. Is it? It's oh, Petey Crack is the one I'm thinking of. Yo, shout out to uh, shout State to Property. Petey Crack. I just heard a Young Chris song recently. Not bad. Yo, shout out to all the forgotten dudes whose mixtapes I used to listen to. J.R. Ryder, Purple City, fucking uh, Agala. Agala the Assassin. Oh, man. I can't Adolf, even Adolf the Assassin. Ochino uh, Sparks or some shit? Hell yeah. Ochino yeah. and Sparks. Yeah. Bubba Sparks? Ah uh, no, let's let's not shut up. Yo, uh, delivery is <laughs> no, good. Don't, I actually don't. I never listened to it because I was like, yeah, this is not for me. It's really good. I like Timberland. I'm a big fan of Timberland as a producer. So I, I oh yeah, I, Timberland's one of the best. Yeah. Was, let's I get was... let's get some of your favorite producers, man. Just rifle mm. them off. Hip hop producers. Um, can I do the plug? I'll say Marley Mo. I'm going to edit out the part where you say, can I do the plug? I just put it in there. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's... No, he's, he's Marley Marl is great, but... He should really be on everybody's list. Start with Premier. Dr. Dre. Timbaland. Um, I like Missy Elliott as a producer. Word. Underrated. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, you are you listening to any like contemporary hip hop shit right now? Not really. I listen because I'm a DJ as well, and and so the style of music that I DJ is called like tropical bass, which is more like to give you What's like a, tropical bass to give you like a pop reference is like Calvin um, Harris. It's like MIA or Major Lazer. That's kind of tropical oh, okay. bass oh, sure. music. Yeah. Kind of. I would like. It sounds weird to say this, but like. Jungle, jungle music influence? is different. No, no, jungle is like drum uh, and bass, but with you're like just Jamaican thinking dub. tropical jungle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole different. Different. yeah. I'm thinking like toucan samples in the background. But yeah. but tropical bass is a pretty broad umbrella because it's all different types of like kind of traditional music meeting modern music. You know what I mean? So like electro cumbia is is tropical bass. Yeah, I see. You know? Or like Soka, you know, like modern Soka stuff is tropical bass, you know, and Soka is not far from jungle music because Soka and jungle music are the same tempo. Hmm. You know, um, do you throw that into your sets? I, I'll throw in uh, 
every once in a while I'll, throw, I'll get up to like that soca tempo. I'm not like, I do more like medium sized parties than like big intense festival type DJ sets. So I don't get to go up there. Like, I mean that, I don't know. There, there's some other DJs who, who play more in that tempo range, but I stand, tend to stay more in like the 120, 130, 110 range. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, shit, I don't have any more temperature check questions, I don't think. Um, uh, well, I guess we can use this to go into the convo. Who were your MCs that you mentioned? Your favorite MCs? Were they influential to you to get started to make your own music? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I l always liked um, people who had a lot of flavor and people had a lot of sense of humor. I'm, I, and I, I think I'm not like the most, um, technical type of MC. I'm more the type of MC that likes to use. Swag out. Yeah. Like to swag out and, and you know, I, 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 I have my share of, you know, verbal puns and, and, and more in, introspective lyrics or whatever. But in general, my first instinct is to be kind of more funny and charismatic and flavorful and that sort of stuff so i mean i would so hope definitely red man i would hope that yeah i would hope that uh i'm doing justice to the people who have influenced me red man ludicrous buster rhymes pharaoh Monch, goes guys like that andre 3000 you know i would hope that do you still go by loki the trickster when you're djing yes i i <laughs> i had um I had some confusion over the years over whether whether to choose a different name and da 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 da. When I first started DJing, I used to go use DJ Trackstar, Loki the Trickster, DJ Trackstar. And then there mm. was a guy from St. Louis who was like actually um, much bigger than <laughs> I sure. was in the MySpace. This was the MySpace era. So in the MySpace era, there, I found the real DJ Trackstar and I was like, oh, I can't. That when guy's I, uh, like more when I moved to. When I moved to San Jose, there was a Mega Abusive, and people would call him Mega. So I didn't go by Mega when I was in San Jose. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, Loki also is a common name. There have been a, a couple other Lokis. There was one, like Thor's brother. Well, Thor's brother <laughs> is where the the original name. But um, there was one like UK MC who was, I think, like of Arab um, descent, and he was like a big battle rapper. And so if I and I would travel in Europe a lot, so a lot of times in Europe people would be like, "Well, you know, there's already a Loki," and I'm like, "I don't care." You know, I, I've I was lo I've been Loki the Trickster since the early 2000s. That's I sounds. mean, that's why Keep cats it. are putting numbers in their names and shit now. Takashi, because there's already 68 Takashi. That's true. Before him, he checked on uh, AIM. <laughs> yeah, you gotta Google yeah. your name, you know, make sure it's all good to go. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get let's let's get started. Where did you grow up, man? I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I was born in Brooklyn, and I grew up in the '80s and the '90s in in, in Brooklyn. Oh, that's uh, that's kind of wonderful, and led you right to hip hop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember oh, being wait, a so kid. So you're a you're an actual OG Brooklyn person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember k kids um, breakdancing on cardboard, like literally outside my house. You know, like right next to my front door, there were kids doing that. What part of Brooklyn did you grow up in? I grew up in a neighborhood that's called Park Slope, which is actually now a very 
bougie neighborhood. Yeah. But at the time, was pretty middle class. What you know? what MCs came from that neighborhood? I've definitely heard Pumpkinhead. Okay. Pumpkinhead, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Um, Karis One lived in Park Slope for a, a short time period Isn't when he was a, a child. He is from the Bronx originally, but he was when he was like homeless when he was like 15 years old. Oh no, he I'm spent time uh, in Park Slope. Schooly D. PSK. I don't, I don't know. I think um, Foxy Park Brown. Slope killer. Am I tripping? Could be. Foxy Brown. I think um, spent time in Park Slope. Pumpkinhead, that whole crew of like, there was a crew, um, Junk Science. Oh yeah, fucking um, I know exactly. Uh, what what is it's uh, Junk Science? Cool Com, Cool, Cool Compete is with Junk Science. Um, Cool Compete is from Queens. Okay. Um, but he was down with those guys. Okay. Um. I forget their names, man, but I know I know no, Junk Science. Um, um, I mean, Justin is my uh, good friend from Junk Science, and he is now in a DJ group that's much more successful than Junk Science ever was. It, that's called Chances with Wolves. Dope. And they're like they're like diggers, you know. That's um, that's the homie. A couple of the homies there. Uh, the uh, what's his face? Snafu from Old Dominion used to do the beats for Junk Science. Snafu, right? Yeah. Is he was was yes, he with Old I think Dominion? So. Okay, bet bet. Feeding Einstein, Granddad's Nerve Tonic. Those are their albums. Yes, yes. Junk Science. There's there's some there's other more, yeah. um, Park Soul people, but I just can't remember off yeah. the top of my head right now. Pumpkin, I mean, with Pumpkin Brooklyn, head. like you know, Pumpkinhead's the, the man. You know. Brooklyn probably has like oh, per capita. Oh, what's his name? Quali like, um, is from Park Slope. Okay. It's not not from Park Slope, but Quali used to play Little League. A bunch of people I know used to play Little League with Quali. Okay, he's from like Crown ah, Heights, man. which is like one neighborhood over. That area, I mean, like uh, of course, you know, Lower East Side, all all of that area in New York is just like so densely populated with Hell all yeah. this hip hop history. Yeah, and, and yes, it's hard Sky to keep Zoo, up if you're not from who we had on the yeah. But he was like talking about Brooklyn and, you know, Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn's big. No, he was. Where's Sky Zoo from? He's from Coney, Coney Island. Island. He's from Brooklyn. Coney, Coney Island's a neighborhood in Brooklyn. I went to junior high school in Coney Island. But like, maybe I'm just tripping. Like when I think of Bed-Stuy, I'm like, yo, Bed-Stuy. Because, you know, Biggie and uh, Jay. Mm -hmm. But then like you go to Bed-Stuy and it's like a block or so maybe something like that it depends on kind of how people define it you know um but it just it feels massive yeah. like just based off of ba uh, based off of these there's kind of a mythical marcy. nature of of yeah. these places like yeah, you know, marcy projects right. or, or queensbridge projects you know yeah absolutely yeah. and so yeah. you grew up, so you grew I grew up, up there i grew up there and i grew up when that stuff was coming out like i was in high school um, when like Illmatic came out. Okay. Um, what did you? What did you? What was the first element of hip hop that you started trying to do? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, I saw people doing graffiti. I was terrible at graffiti. Gra graffiti is the one element that I never really was any good at. Um. And I never took a shot at, but it's possible as a child I 
put graffiti up all over my bed and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I mean, everybody that starts writing graffiti is trash. You got to put in the work to yeah. to get up, right? You know, dancing actually was the first. Um, I was dancing before I was rapping, and it wasn't just b-boying because I didn't really start b-boying until later. But I used to dance, like properly yeah. dance. Uh, in my elementary school, there was like a a dance program that I was involved in. So I was dancing, and I and and even when well, like when when I was like uh, I don't know, ten years old, I used to put the radio on Hot 97 when Hot 97 used to play freestyle music. Yeah. Um, and 98.7 Kiss. I used to put on those 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 those. Um, those radio stations just dance by myself like i mean during during those years i mean b-boying was going out of style man yes the it had been commercialized to the point that it was kind of like passe to be a b-boy for a whole minute and uh you remember like uh, 91 like the the tracks that were popular were kind of crossover tracks between um you know house and hip-hop you had like it takes two and a lot yeah. of these cats so dancing Hip was house. Like still yeah um oh, exactly snap. exactly snap you know I got uh, the power. cnc music factory yeah. like there were these crossover chases and the, and you know that's when hip-hop had started to be like yo that's them that's not us leave it away from us but a lot of the cats that were hip-hop that were in the house they they became like you know your buddhist stretches your brooklyn terry's who would work and not be b-boying but do like hip-hop choreography and house style dancing and so yeah. dancing was like cool back you know, in those you know years how i Very think cool. b-boying came back because i think maybe from around 1990 or 1988 till about 95 it was the time that b-boying kind of took a dive mm -hmm. a little bit at least in pop culture mm -hmm. you know where it came back a lot through the rave scene like I remember jungle music and and house music and people, I remember going to raves yeah. in 1995, you know, right. and people were dancing like that. People were b-boying, you yeah. know, and and that's that's when I started b-boying was right. when I started to go to these raves. And I I think uh, you know, <clears throat> the West Coast already started. Uh, um, the West Coast b-boy scene started adding a lot more events. We started having b-boy summit, which kind of reinvigorated the scene for the West Coast. And for a while, the West Coast was kind of more of a cultural epicenter for breakdancing yeah. during the late 90s, while the rave scene was still going on. And they would have like Rock City anniversary and thing in New York, but mm -hmm. we had Freestyle Session and b-boy summit. And uh, in the West Coast, you know, uh, a lot of the Filipinos got in there, yeah. and a lot of yeah. Filipinos were breakdancing yeah. and raving too. A lot of the the Filipino cats were like driving um, turntablism and breakdancing. Yeah, for in the sure, West Coast. those the scratch pickle uh, yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean they had like all the weird names, like the fucking hamster. Like there's a lot of weird. Yeah, it's a huge scene of actually super talented turntablists that were in the West Coast that were like. Um, teams of turntablisms that like turntable groups that were going around but yeah uh, breakdancing really started to resurge again in like the mid 90s yeah yeah for sure yeah i think we just went off on a tangent shit but yeah word uh so so then started rap dancing when did you start rapping i started rapping um you know when i was about 15 when i was about 14 15 years old i started writing raps and trying to rap a little bit myself I lived for one, um, for half a year um, in Paris. And when I went to school in Paris, I had a homeboy who is um, a good, very good lifelong friend of mine. And he and I started rapping together. 
he's actually well known now. His his name is DJ Moma. We also started DJing at the same time, but we started rapping, you know, freestyling around at you know outside of our school and around the neighborhood in Paris. Oh wow! Yeah, that that's so interesting to me, man. Like uh, in just the the you know the two three days that we've we've hung out and talked, you've mentioned that you've been to so many places. So, yeah. And 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 music is what has brought you to these places largely. Uh, I was always interested in traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when kids, when you're a kid, a lot of kids will put posters of um, musicians or superheroes or, or put different things on your walls. When I was a young kid, like seven, eight years old, I covered my walls in maps, like maps and different places were always interesting to me. And um, so your geography game is like super tight. My second album is named Geography. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my geography game. Me, yeah. My I I not to not to you know not to blow myself up, but I don't. I've not met. I've only met in my entire life. I've only met three or four people who can beat me I'm in like a, a game of like geography, capitals, stuff like oh, that. Oh wow! I yeah. mean, I'm not. I'm not as shitty as those people that they interview on like fucking Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. where it's like, you know, where's Mexico? And they're like, oh. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, you, you tell it's me like shitty. to point out all the places in Europe and I'm going to struggle with, you know, a yeah, few of them. And some shit, of the smaller. So. Yeah. Landlocked nations. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know what it was like. We we maybe focused like a semester on that shit in high school. No, and in the, the United States, like, yeah. in the United States, it's purposefully not taught. Yeah. You know, geography is not taught because the powers that be in the United yeah. States don't want Americans yeah. to realize what they're doing outside in the rest of the world. Yo, my fucking, the, my globe in my classroom, I remember the United States of America being so huge on the version of the globe that we had. Like, Africa was super small compared yeah. to the United States. Yeah. It was like the same size. Yeah. And it's a weird thing to think about, but, you know, it's being yeah. like, yeah. But Texas if you meet, instruments if, and you know, if shit. you meet someone from Europe, like, they, they're, they're, their nation is the size of Pennsylvania or something right. like that. So... You know, they go, drive two hours and they're in another country. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, they need to know. Japan's only about the size of California or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. They need to know, you know, um, geography better than us. So let's talk a little bit about your your journeys, man. Where Where is hip hop bought you or brung you? Brought I'm me. fucking this up. Brought Bot. you to. <laughs> bought you to uh, in your life. Um, so, yeah, I was making music. In the 2000s, I released my first album around 2001 with a, a label out of Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. That was called Deep Thinker Records, DTR. Shout out to DTR. And later on in the 2000s, in the MySpace era, I met... There were two people who I met in two different places that brought me to travel. So the f- first one is um i met a producer from poland and and he and i formed a group called the bread makers he was in a small town in 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 uh in silesia poland which is like part of poland that used to be part of germany and da, 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 da. it's like a weird it's like the detroit like the big city he lives near is like the detroit of poland like okay. it is pretty gully okay. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say um I thought you meant they, you know, were singing doo-wop out there. <laughs> they were not singing doo-wop. They're singing like classic 
<laughs> traditional Sad folk. Eastern European song. Eastern European folk music, yeah. you know. But this guy did like, he did I like kind of what you imagine like a post-industrial productions to sound like. That's what the music mm. that he was making. And so I was like, all right, I like this guy. You know, I like, he really has a onda. He really has like a good vibe. And so, so I started that project. The, the bread makers and that brought me to Poland a number of times and 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 from Poland you know Czech Republic and um, you know a few other places in Eastern Europe and so that's one and more recently um, I, although I met around the same time that I met this guy Deft Afid uh, I met a, a producer from Chile called DJ Raf um, and through Raf I met DJ Caso and through Caso, I met Tunicola. And so I started to go to Chile in, in um, 2009, I think was the first time I went there. And and, it, and that, you've done festivals that, and things there. I've, done, like I've played Lollapalooza three times with those guys. We played Primavera Sound in Barcelona. I played Sonar in Buenos Aires, Sonar in Santiago. Dope. So I played like a lot of stuff with the guys in Chile. The guys in Chile, Chile is a um, relatively small country and has a great music scene um but i i went there and it was like we all made like an immediate connection. is it small it looks big it's it's, it's big long. by geography but it's only 16 million people in the whole country mm. oh wow so that's um that's like central tokyo yeah like, yeah not even yeah 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 um yeah so it does so, so the music scene is pretty intimate you know so i'm i met this guy raf who's like one of the pioneers of hip-hop in chile and he liked my music i liked his music so through raf i was immediately meeting all these like great musicians who are at the top level of the of the music business there so um and chile chile has like a really vibrant and um rich hip-hop scene you know they have like whereas in a lot of other countries in latin america they don't have um a long history of hip-hop chile because part partially because they had a dictatorship up until the 90s um chile has been like banging with hip-hop um okay. since like 19 since the late 80s is um oh, fuck, never mind I'm, i always do this i can't remember people's names <laughs> Anita, female Anita, Anita Tijoux. Female rapper? Yes, Anita Tijoux. She's is, on that track with uh, Julieta Venegas. I don't know who Julieta Vin Vinegar is. Um, I'll come back to that. <laughs> Lobos. Um, but th uh, there's a, the, 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 probably one of the two or three most famous uh, female Spanish language MCs in the world is Anita Tijoux. And she's from chile she's i she's a friend i i played with her um, that's so before. cool man to that it's brought you to all these places and you know just coming out here you're you're friends with like a friend of ours and uh -huh. i was talking earlier about these kind of concentric circles how we all kind of touch if we continue to do things within the community it's crazy how many people i come across that i'm just like oh yo like yeah i know your homie or like yeah we know this yeah. subculture this this scene and this being your first time out in in Tokyo like you went to go visit Polly or your first time out in Japan you went to go visit Polly how did you link up with Polly um so I told you that I released my first record in the early 2000s with Deep Thinker Records out of Buffalo so Polly's originally from Cleveland and I went to college and I like I started doing hip-hop 
kind of seriously while I was in college in Buffalo. And Buffalo actually had a great hip hop scene. Um, still does, but but uh, like Conway the Machine and them are from out there in yeah, Buffalo. Conway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Con- Conway, West Side, um, Gun. West Side Gun, in them. I yeah. think Griselda. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Buffalo had and has a pretty good um, music scene, and we know Paulie because there was a label that a friend of mine started in conjunction with some guys from Ohio. So this label, Deep Thinker. Um, was this guy Tonex from Buffalo and Speed and Furious, who are um, who are MCs from Ohio? So like those three guys kind of started this indie label together, and we know I know Paulie through the Ohio connection of Deep Thinker Records. Was it your first time meeting him in person when you came out here? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. He came to his. He he used to have a band, um, Finless Brown. And I was doing these shows in New York at the time. I was like promoting, sh- yeah, yeah, and Anna, and yeah. So I was promoting these shows. Wait, in- let's talk about what just happened right here. Oh, I didn't want to break up the flow. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find the MC I was talking about. Okay, I don't a- know how to pronounce her name. Anita, Anna. Oh, is that her? Yeah. Okay. Tishu. Anna oh, Tishu. Yeah, word. Anna Tishu okay. or Anita Tishu. No idea, like knew all these artists and shit, but word. Um. <laughs> Um, this must be how you feel when I be getting some real underground shit, huh? <laughs> like, who? What is junk science? <laughs> word, junk word. science, nice. Um, yeah, so so Paulie hit me up, or, or my friend Tone from Buffalo hit me up and said, "There's a guy who wants to, who's touring right now with his band and wants to do, play in New York. Um, put him on." And so That's I put him on. I, I I gave him his, um, you know, their first show. I put him on a. A bill. I think Paulie busted out the flyer when I was at his house yeah. in, in Honda and it had like October on it. I think a group called Mike Fiends, who are my crew, and um, and Finless Brown. That's what's up. October Zero. Shout out to Paulie, man. Yeah, shout out to Paulie. We actually had an episode, like not an episode, but I had a conversation with him that I have recorded and we were we recorded in front of the coins bar, the breakdown before he went into the set. And uh, yeah, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great recording. The sound quality was fine, but we were interrupted and we never put it out. But I'm really waiting to get Polly in studio. Hopefully, it comes out soon, man. I know he's been around a long time, so I'm sure he has a lot of good yeah. stories. Sometimes, like with this episode, <laughs> I, I was saying a little. It's a little strange because you know usually I like to do a little bit of homework on on the guests and and have a flow but with you is kind of your your you know i'm we're we're just meeting each other and yeah. i don't even know like all the things that you've done in the community or like yeah, artists yeah. you've worked with you showed me a, a few videos of the work that you've done with this chilean artist um and and all of that is great yeah. but it's also uh i can tell that you come from like a rich kind of like boom bap hip-hop background and this music that you're making now is you know it's yeah. world music it's different it's yeah. it's not within that confines of you know the boxes that we put hip-hop in at all it's a whole different beast so like i don't know man what what else can you tell us about yourself i think that's why i started traveling because i i was deep in the you know b-boy boom bap scene in the 90s you know what i mean and so by like the mid 2000s when i was recording my own started recording my own music like i did the first album was called mythology the second album was called Geography. The third album I did was called Trichnology. So those are my three 
albums that are you know available whatever on Bandcamp or something uh, they're all on SoundCloud they're, they're all on iTunes they're all on uh, on Spotify okay. and all that but um yeah when I was doing Geography my second album the first album I did in the first album I did with Deep Thinker in Buffalo the second album I did in New York with uh, with a crew called Cypher Productions and um yeah, when I was doing that second album, I, 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 it was still boom bap, but I was trying to do geography. So I was trying to like make music to meet the concept of the album. Mm. So I was looking for world music and I was like, we would sample like, I have a song called Yalla Back to Yemen, where we sample like some Arabic oud or whatever the, the Arabic guitar, mm -hmm. you know, stringed instrument is. And, yeah, and I talk about Middle Eastern stuff. You know, okay. Middle Eastern politics. And then I have another song called Spanglish, where we sampled some salsa. Oh, that's and a made really it cool into, concept, man. Yeah, so that's that's the that's the the geography album. And and through that it's it's kind of how I started branching out and getting out of the box of boom bap and kind of more normal hip hop stuff and started looking to do more world music and look to collaborate with artists who are doing different stuff i think it's i think it's pretty common that like for people who have uh you know this really close intimate relationship maybe it's for all music genres and people but for hip-hop heads i notice that there's usually some type of point where we get a little bit of tired of the direction that hip-hop is moving in and yeah. we start to branch out and look at other things whether it's you're a producer and you go and you start to find these other musical genres to be inspired by or like for me i started listening to a lot of other different genres like indie rock and um i was listening to more electronic music and that's how i know about like I don't know psychedelic folk music and shit yeah, like that, you yeah, know, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. ambient and drone and, and all of these other genres that are not hip hop, hip hop yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. So well, you for you, that just part of it that is, it, part of that is growing up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like if we're all kids when we start listening to hip hop, if we start listening to hip hop when you're 10, 12, 15 years old, something like that. Then by the time you get to be like 22, 24, 25 years old, you're becoming a grown up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're becoming a man or a woman. And so your 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 taste is gonna become Right. You know, your mind should. Some people don't, and that's okay. But I mean, if you're a curious person, I think your mind naturally is gonna start to look for more stimulus. Other things. Yeah. I had a similar conversation with my friend um, after we graduated university and you know, kind of like you were saying, like, kind of become more snobbish after a while. Like, people come up to you and be like, oh, listen to this new, at that time, like, 50 Cent or whatever. Not that that's bad music, but it's just like, yeah. 50 Cent, man, come on. Bro. I, can, <laughs> I can clap to the same fucking BPM for yeah. this whole album, fam. But yeah. uh, he, he <laughs> told me, man, because he, he would, like, bring me music and I'd be like, yeah, I've heard that. It's okay or whatever. Like, I, I wasn't super snobby, but I was like, you know, I know... I was like that, the guy that he brought the music to to talk uh, to about. I used to be a lot more vocal about shit being trash and like, yeah. this, like just outright dismiss it. Like, yeah, Air Force One's trash. That song is trash. Right, but but then he was like, it's, was that, it's not that, <laughs> it's not that it's bad. It's just that you not for you heard it already. Right, like right. you're, yeah. you're uh, it's not dope. whatever you're pulling from, like that yeah. pool of knowledge. It's like, oh, he's doing this. He's Doing he ain't this. say nothing Here new. Here comes a punchline. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. But for him, it's like fresh. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, like I, I definitely had that moment, but you know, I, like a lot of producers that I know, it's like they never went back to listening to lyrics again. So yeah. do you, and you said you don't listen to a lot of uh, contemporary rap, hip hop music yeah, at, at all. What are you, what's in the headphones? I mean, we're going to share what's in our headphones later, but like, yeah. what are you rocking with now? Um, I listen to like my friend's music because, I mean, after so many years of working in music, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are making music. So I just check up on what my friends are doing. Um, and a lot of my friends now are doing this kind of what we call tropical bass. So like I like Mumbaton type stuff. I like Cumbia, Trival. You know, are you fluent in Spanish? Uh, I'm getting there. You know, I started to learn. I I've been visiting Chile since I said since like 2009, and dude, Chilean Spanish is super difficult. Like everyone in the world agrees that it's almost the most unintelligible. It's like going version of like their Spanish. It's like going to Jamaica to learn English. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it, Chilean Spanish is really distinct. Um, so I, but I started learning Chilean Spanish, and now the past um, nine months or whatever, I've been living in Mexico. Um, and Mexican Spanish is a lot easier. So my yeah. learning, my you know, living there also obviously you know forces one to to learn learn a little bit of the language. So my Spanish is getting there. It's pretty good at this point. I, wrote, I, saw- I, I I have written. I had a goal. I had a goal to be able to freestyle in Spanish. Tough. Yes, it's a high goal. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. I mean, we have a, a friend who is uh, also a, a poet. Uh huh. And he's fluent in Japanese, and even he's like. Man, yeah, I'm not sure about my ability because he he got put into like this spontaneous situation. He was like, I'm not sure I could pull off a Japanese freestyle. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he's also like a, a literary professor and and translates Japanese literature. So his understanding of the language is is, is much deeper than you know uh, the average person who comes over and becomes fluent. Yeah. And even then, it's a little bit difficult for him. Shout out well, to Apes, by the way. Jordan yeah. Smith, uh, super dope poet. Shout out to Apes. I, I think that Japanese is like level up from Spanish. Like if you're coming from the position of being a native English speaker and you want to learn Spanish, like that's almost like a lateral move. Whereas if you're an English speaker and you want to learn Japanese, it's like a, you know, or it's yeah, like it's, a... I think it's the farthest diff. Farthest One of the farthest English to Japanese. languages, yeah. Chinese um, is closer, yeah. Grammatically, at least, yeah. So, the Mega I mean, Lake it's, Show it's, podcast is always giving you guys all types of informational tidbits like this. So, linguistic. That's right. Linguistic. Looking for that uh, <laughs> Discovery Channel sponsorship <laughs> mm-hmm. any day now. That's right. Geo, holla back. <laughs> Shit, Loki. I mean, I really don't know what else to get into. You seem like yeah, such a deep talk, guy who has uh, all these rich experiences. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We could talk about music, talk about. Oh, well, we're definitely going to get into some more musical shares after we take a commercial break. I just wanted to make sure that, like, I, I, I don't know if there's yeah, something like about your story something. that we want to get out and, and have you talk about a little bit more. Yeah, uh, the Chilean. Chilean. Well, oh, I actually do have a question. Okay. Let me just stop to segue it. Yeah. So um, with you, 
with you learning new languages and working with these artists, I noticed that some of the mu- music that you've done with um, Richie and and uh, your Chilean connections, you're still rapping as well. You do some raps with him. Do yeah. you ever? Yeah, like, I mean, so I still you're rapping. I'm, I'm so. still a rapper, you know. I'm a, I'm an MC at heart, and I think I'm even. I've been MCing longer than I've been DJing, you know. So I still. I don't know. I don't find the inspiration to write rhymes all the time, but especially working with Richie when we're doing Chamba Boom stuff, I find it a lot easier to write stuff. I still have a couple other projects. Like I have a single with a record label out of London that's going to come out in a couple weeks. Um, oh, shit. That's Club Popazuda. Hold on. Did, did we answer this? Are you um, solely surviving off of music? Uh, <laughs> Well, this year I'm not. I, I've been just living off my savings. Um, so what are those? What's that? What's that word? Savings. Never heard of this. Uh, <laughs> is this is that a Spanish word? Savings. <laughs> Ga- <laughs> ganas. Ganas in español. Uh, um, Como yeah, se dice savings in <laughs> English? <laughs> because I um, living in New York. So before I moved to Mexico, I grew up in New York. I'm living in New York. In New York, I work as a technician. Like I do, all, I do sound, lighting, TV production, all that sort of stuff. So and I work freelance, and I have relatively low um, living expenses in New York City. So that's what enabled me to save money. Being a native New Yorker and having a, a good freelance. Oh shit, native job. New Yorker. That's dope. Yeah, native that is. New Yorker. That's some uh, Brooklyn Night. John Mulaney, Nick Kroll shit. Is that the the disco song? No, no, that's a comedian uh, guy. Yeah, you're thinking of a uh, Duck Sauce, right? Barbara Streisand. Uh, there's a there's like a proper 1970s disco oh, song Native about. New- Na- yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking, yeah, about. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but um, yeah. So so I worked a lot. I worked. I worked hard to save up money to make the move so i haven't been i don't have a job in mexico but i have been djing a little bit i'm about to start like the next two months i'll be touring a lot so hopefully make some money touring um very dope man yeah i'm about to tour you're about to tour where the south of mexico (laughs) i'm about to do um about two weeks of shows in Mexico, then two weeks in Chile, and then a week with Tunicola in Brazil. Super dope. How long have you been DJing? I don't know. Between 15 and 20 years. Oh, wow. I started DJing oh. about uh, 2000. And you were saying that you use these same little Akai... Uh, I use that little gym right AMX there, man, and all AFX? the time. I'm like... Yes, what's up? You know, uh, it's a nice little portable setup, right? Yeah, it's I'm I'm I live in Mex. I moved from New York to Mexico. I didn't bring my turntables with me and anything like that. So it's like that thing. I can take that thing. I have a little. I left it in L.A. I was, cases, yeah. I was supposed to bring it to Japan, and I I left it with my boy DJ Tiger in L.A. <laughs> by accident. Oh sure. Um, but I have this red plastic briefcase that I put foam in, and I carry my laptop. And my control. Oh, it's a nice little portable setup, right? Word up, man. Uh, Akai hit us with that sponsorship. Holla. <laughs> that was a free little plug for you. Serato. So, word up. Mega yeah. Late Show. Loki, the trickster. Yeah. Where can we find you at, Loki? Um, Instagram, the uh, trickster, D A T R I X T A. Um, Twitter, at the trickster, D A T R I X T A. Um, I don't have an artist. How we- 
Sorry, is that how we find you on Spotify also? Loki the Trickster, like L-O-K-I-D-A-T-R-I-X-T-A. Or Chumba Boom, C-H-O-M-B-A-B-O-O-M, Chumba Boom. Um, Or you can, if you feel like going back into the catalog, you can look up the Bread Makers. Thank you for that CD, by the way, Loki. Yeah, man, you have very limited, the only copy in Tokyo, as far as I know, unless someone bought it. On CD Baby and like shipped it out here, you have the only copy in Tokyo. That's right. Mega Late Show. All of those uh, links and everything will be in the show notes. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Bong bong. Yo, what up, what up? This Elder Sensei, one half of the Artifacts Jersey stand up. You are now checking out the Mega Late Show. Let's go, y'all. Peace, Jersey. Elder Sensei, one. Hey, yo. Welcome back. Yeah. Mega Late Show. Episode... Mega! <laughs> Every Friday, man. Shit. You ain't got no job. It's Friday. Yeah, we're here with Loki Detrixa, MC extraordinaire, as well as a plethora of other endeavors that he's embarking upon all over the globe. Right now, he's from he's living in New Mexico. Oh, I keep on saying New Mexico for whatever reason. I Mexico live in City? It, a couple of people do that, and whenever mm. someone, <laughs> I think of this T-shirt I saw. I say no, I live in Old Mexico, <laughs> but I. <laughs> I seen a t-shirt one time that said New Mexico and then in small letters, way cleaner than old Mexico. That's a trash ass shirt though. <laughs> I mean technically fucking like it's that's all occupied Mexico. Yes, yes. You know? California is all occupied Texas. Mexico. But yeah, we're back and we're about to do that weather report thing where we each share a track or somebody shares a track and we talk about it a little bit. We haven't decided who's gonna go first, but all three of us are gonna share today. What do you think, Late? Uh, I think you're going first. I'm going first? Okay, sure. Well, when this episode comes out, it will not be as timely as this discussion because my discussion actually centers on a very specific date in hip-hop, which is September 29th. Now, the reason that... Hold on. I know what you're going to say. I just saw this. Yeah. I'm talking about an article that I saw by hip-hop historian Mm. and authority in hip-hop, a guy who I love and who is like... He's kind of like the guy who's always right, but you want him to be wrong because he's always like, trust me, I know this. I got the facts. You're fucking wrong. And he spends a lot of his time doing that to people on fucking Twitter, which I love. He's one of my favorite writers, and his name is Dart Adams, a Bostonian. And he's he's been in you know Boston and part of the history and in the music industry since before New Edition. He's an older cat, and he's just what I consider an authority on hip-hop history, consistently telling people that their wikipedia dates that they think albums came out on are wrong or for whatever reason because he was there and he fucking remembers everything i don't know if he doesn't smoke or drink but his memory is pretty incredible and he recently wrote this article called um september 29th 1998 was rap music's last great release date and in in the article which is on okay player i think i'll put it in the uh in the show notes he goes on to discuss some of the conditions that were happening in 1998 and um uh, basically he said that you know this is this is like the last great date in hip-hop for these albums to come out and it really kind of marked a changing in 
in the tide of hip hop and where it would go and kind of the last great date before, um, you know, sites like Amazon.com would have their holiday sales or Napster would be created. And it was really, um, it occurred right before the internet and Napster could really negatively affect physical album sales. And also uh, in 98, how hip hop or rap was the top selling genre of music and retailers. And it was the wave after the golden era of hip hop. And every big release date since then has been synthesized or strategically formated in the hopes of kind of to um, appease this fan base or get them excited. Kind of like the Kanye West 50 Cent sales battle, which Layden and I have talked about before, was pretty much fabricated. And, um, but seminal. Right, absolutely. And um, yeah, on that date, the albums that were released were Black Star, Most Definitely Talib Kweli, Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life Volume 2, which was where Jay-Z was on the cusp of his superstardom. Uh, this has got... That's you know, my favorite Jay-Z album. It's got the DMX feature, mm-hmm. the Ja Rule feature, of course, Wait, the, is Annie it the one sample. The Annie sample. Start, yeah. starts with the Primo song. No, that's no. volume three. Uh, I think late's right. in one question. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, that's volume three. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's my Pretty favorite sure. Jay-Z album. Pretty <laughs> sure. Um, also, Interesting. Outca- Outcast Equemini. Big Pimpin's on that, right? I think the one that no, came Big in 98 Pimpin. is my favorite Jay-Z album. Big Pimpin is, on, is yeah. on Blueprint, isn't it? No. Okay. Yeah, we're all fucked up on that, but word. <laughs> I also Jay-Z said... Jay-Z is too prolific. Yeah the highest level of success that you can properly have as a hip-hop artist i think oh well that's a whole nother conversation still keeping it real right that's a whole nother conversation but outcast equemini dropped on september 29th Mm. um which i think might be my favorite outcast album and also a tribe called quest the love movement dropped and there was also mean green dropped by no limit who was fucking putting out albums basically every month but yeah so the track that i'm going to share did not play or was not on the the black star album but it came out after on what was that movie with uh denzel washington where he plays a boxer hurricane Mm. yeah it came out on that and this is a track called little brother produced by jay dilla Mm. and the reason that i want to play this is because that fucking sample chop is so dope see let me see if i can get this going here we go listen to that beat man and so as i was going back and listening to um this track i wanted to know more about it because it's a dilla track that i that you don't really hear on like dilla mixes or whatever but uh, i was looking at the youtube videos and there's a performance by um uh, yasin bay and and talib kwali on the not jimmy kimmel uh jimmy fallon show and uh, there's also a video by Quest Love where I think he's doing a Red Bull Academy uh, interview and he's talking about Dilla and things that he missed about Dilla and how Dilla would just, he'd make a sound when he found something that was really special. And the sample that he used for this track, basically what he did is he micro-chopped everything on this, this one measure or this phrase that didn't have the vocals on, the singing vocals, 
and then he fucking sequenced them. And the way that he plays them out, it sounds like it's just the sample. But the sample yeah. actually doesn't exist in the song as is on on this beat. Isolated mm-hmm. parts. Yeah. And Dilla was such a master at that. It, you know, uh, it's just incredible. Very diligent. There we go. Very, very diligent. Very diligent. <laughs> if I had the uh, the drum roll snare joint, I would probably play it right there. And shit, but I think it's Friday. Right, <laughs> right. But Friday, yeah, right? You know, no drops for me. I'm pretty trash at that. Late comedic timing for those things is better than mine, too, by the way. But, um, yeah, so this is just a super fucking dope track that came out that year. And just talking about the albums it dropped, I mean, all of these albums are fucking great. Oh, also, I, did, I forgot to mention, Brand Nubian's last good album, Foundation, dropped that year as well. That's a good album. And so it's like, there's like boot, was there some boot camp, uh, like a Helter Skelter second album or something? Not on that date, maybe what? that oh, year, okay. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that not that date, but yeah. It, it's crazy. And you know, two weeks, uh, a, a week before Rascast, Rascination, um, Flip Mode Squad, The Imperial, uh, Big Timers. And then the week after, we had uh, fucking... PM Dawn. <laughs> uh, Helter Skelter actually came out October. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I remember yeah. that that time I was listening. We were listening to um, the Noriega album a lot. Onyx, the uh, Onyx, the Onyx dropped an album, and Noriega. I, and those those were a little bit earlier in the summer, but um, but I remember. The, you know, listening to those albums a lot. So many, period. so many albums came out. Lyricist Lounge came out. That let me just go from the top and list some albums that came out in in '98. This is a great year for hip hop. Uh, Funk Dubious, Saphir, had an album. The Locks, Money, Power, and Respect came out. Uh, GP Woo, which wasn't all that great. Uh, Silk the Shaka's Charge It to the Game, which if you like No Limit, I actually think that album is pretty solid from him. If that's what you want. Um, Scarface, My Homies, The Dino Spectrum, all those Minneapolis cats. Capadonna's The Pillage. Uh, Hieroglyphics, Third Eye Vision, Gangstar, Moment of Truth, Goody Mob, Do or Die, um, AC Alone, Book of Human Language, Souls of Mischief, Big Daddy Kane had an album, Capital Punishment by Big Pun came out that year. Uh, Who else? Ruckus Records, uh, Lyricist Lounge, Volume 1, DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Volume 1 was that year? 98. Uh, DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. He had two albums that year. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He came out with... DMX. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Probably. After that, I, I forget. But three DMX albums within a three albums that, that went platinum within twelve months by DMX uh, during that time. AZ pieces of pieces of uh, pieces of man. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff greatest hits <laughs> with Will Smith. Uh, Too short. Eight ball. Uh, Show and AG. Wait, what's the eight ball? Full scale. Oh, the eight ball joint lost. Okay, uh, Master P. The Last Dawn, Onyx, Shut Him Down, uh, Zero Had an so Album, good. Andre Nicotina, yeah. John Forte, The Black Eyed Peas when they were still dope, Behind the Front, Dev Squad, El Nino, uh, Noriega, the Noriega album that you said, Drop, so Beastie Boys, Hello Nasty, Cameron, Confessions of Fire, Rasco Oof. dropped an album, Wu-Tang the Swarm came out that year, um, Funkmaster Flex mixtape, Killer Army came out, Kid Rock, Styles of Beyond. Was it... Uh, 
60 Minutes of Funk, Volume 1. 2. Volume, oh, vol- volume 3. Volume 3. Which is the one that was like the main had stream faith, release. Had that it also had uh, Let Me Clear My Throat on it and shit, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Exhibit Stop. 40 Days Stop. and 40 Nights. Stop. Fat Joe. Stop. Can I Bust by Stop. Cannabis. No, we can just say The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and then we don't even have to talk Man, about we've it. been having some really interesting conversations about that album recently. Everybody go back and check out that Mark DeClivo episode because he cooperates some of the things that Robert Glasper said mm. and also I mean we t- we've talked about that for a couple weeks I think maybe like two weeks it's come up on the podcast yeah. before this but I mean Vanilla Ice had an album that year too guys hard to swallow <laughs> shout out to uh, Rob Van Winkle <laughs> wait a second oh. Vanilla Ice made an album called hard to swallow yeah that's right man <laughs> yo that's that's like you know that's the millennium of his shit uh, Crucial Conflict uh, Hey The Coup Steal this album Hey in the middle of the and, barn and Crucial see, Conflict You know And you know what's crazy it, Like I'm At this point I'm Helter Skelter Magnum Force I'm at October We still got a few more months Of just releases And and that's what's crazy People say that 2018 Is like a really Really strong year In comparison I think that there I mean The Miseducation Probably beats any album That came out in this yeah. year And mo- mo- Moment of Truth Yeah Moment like of Truth I mean, That's crazy yeah. Fam I, I mean Third Eye Vision To me is also A Capital a class, Punishment A Quemini yeah. A Quemini you know, Yeah th- Quemini. It came out this just... On September 29th The same day As the albums I'm talking about So I mean Soul Survivor By Pete Rock Takal 2000 Bobby Digital Fucking Busta Rhymes Red Man Doc's the name Which Busta? Uh, which Busta Rhymes? Uh, Extinction Level Event Well which is yeah. It's got Not the Dilla, It's got the Dilla Joint yeah, yeah, yeah. Genesis on it I mean The Janet one is on that one too right? Indeed indeed uh, Juvenile 400 Degrees Fuck man Yeah man I mean just You know uh, This is this is one of the reasons why Z. Yeah yeah, this is just one of the reasons that I think that the Neptunes like, were like back, man. The Neptunes were starting to bubble. This yeah. was the year that the Neptunes really this started to bubble. This is the year that DJ Masters Clue also blew like- nationwide. DJ Clue kind of blew up this year uh, um, towards the end of the year. DJ Clue had his tape that got like real distribution, mm-hmm. and so keep people on the West Coast were able to get backstage. Shit. The backstage? Song no, it, the one that came out before. That. Let me see. Where's it at? DJ Clue, the professional. Oh shit! Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and so you know, um, for me, I had homies who had the DJ Clue tapes that were like dubbed off of radio and, and like dubbed off of each other and shit. Right, I didn't have any other access to DJ Clue back then. This is pre Napster, and the date the date September 29th was like one of the last days before it was really going to be adversely affected. This is pre almost pre email. <laughs> <laughs> you know you what know, I mean? Yeah. Like I was in I was in college this year, um, and we were just getting email on like a green and black screen with like mad dots in your email address, and you got email from like college from your from your university. Yo, I don't think I've ever heard this song. I've heard the beat, but I haven't heard this song. Really? It's yeah. dope. I also may not have ever heard. To you, nigga. Right. Young mega. Yeah. This is just a dope track, man. Kind of like a lot of there's a lot of tracks. I don't know. This is a tangent. There's a lot of tracks like that, you know. Doing the what, what's that guy's name? The dad's name from uh, Furious Styles yeah, from Furious Boys in the Hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but like uh, one of my favorites is Second Childhood by Nas. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, what is that off of Illmatic? Stillmatic, I mean. Stillmatic. Yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks on there. That and You're the Man. Great man. You're the man. They're both premiere, yeah. right? Yeah, and 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 that um that Second Childhood track, man, the beat on it is so dope. And the the one the verse that I really like is the dude that gets out of jail and he's like 30 years old and want to be like like the 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, great song, great song. All right, let's go into somebody else's temperature check. Do you want to do yours late, and then we'll end with Loki's? Yeah, I should go before my phone dies. Word. Or shit, let's do Loki's because of, a, you know. Oh, I'm going. Cool. Let me pull it up, man. And then you can tell us all about it. Check this out, man. What up? The boy Sam. What's good? What you need, bro? Check this out, man. The boy Sam. Sandy. Your permission. Yeah, whatever you want to do, bro. I just want to do my thing, babe. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to make... And and people... Actually, I was just talking about Homeboy Sandman a couple weeks ago. Uh, He's got a new album out with Edan. Yes. Edan. Edan and I think Edan is doing all the beats. It may it's dropped by now by the time this episode comes out, but oh, word. he's dope. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's dope. No, he's one of the best, yeah. What year did you record this? 2010, 2011, around that time. And you had known Homeboy Sam Manny was like around town with you and chilling and shit like that, or? So, um. Well, what I'm gonna do is put the track at the end of the episode so people can listen to it in okay. its clarity, you know what I mean? How the heck do you expect to get to the next level with incorrect treble? You only heard the bass as for half of the picture. I just haven't heard the song in a long ass time. So, um, Actually, let's rock with it. Let, yeah. Let's hear it a little bit. Your your flow style on this track is very compatible with what like Homeboy Sandman does. It's kind of like the inter rhyme schemes, a lot of multi yeah. uh, multi uh, layer multi multi syllabic uh, phrasings and in, in, uh, a lot of like uh, almost like repeating the fr- uh, repeating uh-huh. words but uh-huh. using them in different contexts yeah. I mean it's very comparable to what Homeboy Sandman does did you change your style to kind of match with him or you're both just rocking it um, this this joint is off a off a mixtape called Thievery so on this I mean I'm always a lot of my friends always describe me as a chameleon like from like all the traveling I do and whatever it's just like if I get into a new situation I just kind of try and blend as much as I can and I think some of my style as a musician takes some of that as well so um, I mean I wrote my verse before he wrote his verse okay so I I had a verse on this song The, the, the most interesting thing about this song is that I have no idea who did the beat. Like this, this is gonna from, ask you that from from a mixtape, and so I just had like, you know, you just have beats like on a on a uh, flash drive or whatever, and someone had given me this beat. It was produced by someone in Connecticut, um, 
but I can't remember who exactly gave me the beat, and I definitely don't know who the producer was. But this this mixtape was called Thievery, so I was just jacking uh, a lot of like other songs. You know, this this th some of the songs are more like original songs on this mixtape, but some of them are like actual pop songs or or, or, or pop or you know big name songs, and mm. I just put my verses over it. I mean, at the, at, the, at this point, man, Homeboy Sandman was already blowing up. He was already like considered one of the like notable MCs. He he, he had, had already came out with a few actual, albums. Actual, factual, factual per pterodactyl, yeah. And the Good Son. If this came out in 2011, the I Good Son came out in 2010. 2010. 2010? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I met I met Angel. I met Homeboy um, at Bowery Poetry Club. He came up. I had been performing, and he came up and introduced himself to me and was like he's a really interesting dude you know he he used to be a lawyer i think right he was in law school at upenn and had done like two years of law school and basically just said fuck it i don't want to be a lawyer i want to be a rapper mm -hmm. and gave up law school came back to new york and was living i, I went over to his crib he was living in queens he had cds everywhere but he had no job. He would go out to hip-hop events every single night of the week. And go to every open mic. He learned, he met everybody, you know. And he's a nice guy as well, you know. So yeah. so people like him. And he went from, you know, just going and freestyling at every, every event. And then he started hosting some events. And then he started getting put on shows. And I, I, I booked him. We did a show together. We did a show at a spot called Sputnik, which was in Brooklyn, which was actually Gangstar. Um, what's his name? Vic, Big Vic. One of the guys from the Gangstar Foundation. One of Primo's homies was the guy who used to run this spot in Brooklyn called Sputnik. And we, we, me, Homeboy Sandman. I met Jadon Blackamore at that show. It was a good show. Words, good man. show. Um, so yeah, so I, I I knew I knew him from from the hood and from kind of mutual hip-hop circles in new york at the time i love these concentric circles man yeah. and now when homeboy sandman comes out here i'm gonna i'm gonna have to be like yo the homie loki said that you do the podcast and yeah. i'm sure he would actually and he would probably was, do it yeah what's that somebody else we were like oh you should get homeboy sandman oh yeah g yamazawa from uh oh, no 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 oh. like uh somebody else that we know knows homeboy sandman. oh okay i forget who but shit yeah. i mean that, that was really dope man no, it's he's, a dope song. he's 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 an amazing person and 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 one thing that struck me was his work ethic but also he didn't drink he didn't smoke like he was like sober and would just go to every show and go, 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 go to go to a, a, a hip-hop event every night of the week and everyone got to know him you know and he was dope on top yeah, of that you know yeah. so the talent is undeniable yeah you know one thing that i really appreciated about him when i first heard about him and he was like he had a he had maybe it's after i heard about him but he has a line where he's like yo black thought is still my favorite mc the only like, difference is uh, that i could call him now and right. tell him so and and for <laughs> me that was dope because nobody now people have been saying yeah. black thought is top 10 black mm -hmm. thought is a potential goal black thought is phenomenal but i've just been a fan of his forever so yo that song you, that line is from a video called not really which is a great change, great not, not really great great video and i know like I know like probably 50% of the people in the video, it's like all the New York indie hip hop scene are in the video. And he actually called me to be in that video because um, he was just calling all the, all, everyone he knew in New York, you know, and said, 
you know, come, come. The one when he's walking on the street. Exactly, the one when he's walking on the street, and I, I don't know why I, I, I couldn't go that day. I couldn't be there. But my friend, shout out to my boy Grant Fee. Grant Fee's in the video, and Baxter, and a bunch of bunch of the homies are in. in I'm that actually, video. I'm actually gonna play that Peace song out. for us right now. So, because I still wanna, I wanna talk to you a little bit more about. Um, yeah. So this is the track. He's basically on the street, and then just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean it's a great it's a great song it's a great video but you you mentioned that you uh you booked him yeah. and that you booked polly yeah what, what, tell us a little bit about okay, that so yeah like that's your, organi- your event organizing and so trip? that's something that started in buffalo like i started my experience kind of being on stage and being uh an mc began in buffalo and there were a couple guys in buffalo a couple djs and a couple mcs and breakdancers who started a night a weekly night called baby steps so we so we used to do a weekly thursday night in buffalo and we used to book in we had baby steps going in buffalo for a long time like 10 years um and we used to book a lot of indie artists you know we booked like all these a lot of the underground artists who were popping in you know we baby steps started in 99 i want to say um and i was you you may have booked uh, open mike eagle as well or no i never no. we never booked open mike eagle i think this was a little bit before or at least before i knew about him um but dude we booked like oc we booked jay really damager we booked cool herc we booked uh sadat x we booked um cage we booked non-fiction not 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 as non-fiction we booked cage. Ill bill we didn't have ill bill or at least when I was there, we didn't have a. And Baby Steps kept going in Buffalo after I finished college and came back to New York. So when I came back to New York in in 2000, I started doing me and two other guys um, started doing Baby Steps New York. And we had about a half a year or a year where we were booking. We used to do Baby Steps New York. We started at a club called the Pyramid in the Lower East Side, which went on to become. I was the first person who convinced these guys at the Pyramid to do hip-hop because otherwise they had like an 80s night and it was like a rock bar and whatever and like i don't know maybe about a year later or something they started doing a very legendary open mic called end of the week um at the pyramid end of the week is amazing for for new york underground hip-hop it's a sunday weekly open mic and it's like really kind of like gives a home to like hardcore hip-hop dope battle you know shout out to eo dub because those guys have have taken their sunday weekly open mic and like it's now like a worldwide thing like they have eo dub in africa eo dub in sweden still it's 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 a dope um really dope uh collective EO Dub and Freestyle Mondays are like the two New York City hip hop institutions that I was aware of. And and Freestyle Mondays, I'm even more kind of tight with those guys than than EO Dub. That's really dope, man. Yeah. But for a while in the early 2000s when I was releasing music and working with my boys in Cypher Productions, we were booking shows. I was booking shows. Yeah, that's dope, man. Shit. I wasn't very good as a promoter. You know, I had a good I had a good idea of like how to put a good show together, but I didn't I wasn't the I'm not the good type of person to bring people out. Sure. <laughs> you know. So I organized a couple of good shows and some of the shows were were successful. 
um, but probably more than were more often than not that you know they were not financially successful. Mm. So after about a year of doing Baby Steps New York, uh, or maybe a little bit less than that, we stopped. But I still would book shows and perform at shows, book shows for like an album release and stuff like that. Very cool, man. Yeah, very cool. Again, those concentric circles. Everybody's just touching a little yep. bit, yep. and if you're participating in the culture, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. So, word up. Let's go on to your shit late. Word. Uh, it's a little left. Okay. We like we like the left. Uh, we're oh. gonna take it to Chile. Oh word. Here we go. I do have a piece of news too, actually. A really quick piece of news. Noticias. Is that what they say? That's news in Spanish. What do uh, they say in Japan, late? Newsu? News. 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 I don't know any Chilean hip hop. Mm-hmm. There is a rapper on this track, but uh, the main attraction is the actual artist mm-hmm. or the singer. Am I on? Oh. Yeah, I hear you. I don't hear you. the music. My my bad. Run run that back. I, I turned it off while I'm. Uh, she. Is it also, I think she also produces her stuff. Who's the artist? B Fletcher. Really? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar. Which is interesting because I know a lot of. Um, she. I I'm pretty sure she's from Chile. I'm pretty okay. sure. She's a super dope man. Um, it sounds. At least this track sounds a little housey. A lot of her stuff kind of does, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's that whole Chilean pop vibe. Electro, yeah. Yeah. This is one of my favorite tracks. It's called uh, Mundo Bizarro. Bizarro. Strange World. Yeah. The remix is also dope, but that one's like super housey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this album, it's called Beta, but it's like... Uh, the, the actual the, beta symbol. Yeah, the Greek letter or whatever, the mathematical. In, for Instead of the B, it's that symbol and then ETA. Cool. This whole album's really good. Well, I, I love this album. Definitely actually. like to check it out. Yeah, she has a track called Amarte, which is like, it, has, it starts with these horns. Fuck, it's so good, man. Yeah. So how do you dig for this sort of stuff? How do you come across this type of music? Yo, man, I don't remember. I was uh. <laughs> well, how do you dig in general? Well, Just, now I'm like all Spotify, like yeah, like looking at recommended artists and uh-huh. you know following suggestions. But before I was following this blog, I think it was called Synthetic Rocks, and I don't know if they strictly played you know Latin American music, but a lot of it popped up, mm-hmm. and uh, I think. I went from Javier Mena, uh-huh. Mena to B. Fletcher, and then Alexander Walter, and it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this this is it, man. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, um, Alize, I'm forgetting some of these people's names, but yeah. Yeah, it's... I think Chile has not only a long history with hip hop, but also a long history with house because through the hip hop, because they got turntableism and they got DJ culture a lot earlier. I mean, part of it is kind of their own natural internal racism and internal, like, whereas in a lot of other countries of Latin America, 
in Brazil, they have samba, they have like tons of Brazilian music that they love and have a culture. And in Argentina, they have rock and tango. And in Puerto Rico, they have salsa and reggaeton. In Panama, they Shout have reggaeton. Fuerte, yeah, that's dope. Um, but in Chile, they don't have like a, a great love of their own national music. So they, so a lot of people were looking out outside of Chile for inspiration and they drew a lot of like indie rock from the 80s but like they took the hip hop culture really quickly and really you know um it became you know, a, like a flourishing subculture out there as yeah, well yeah and through that, that really and spoke through, to the youth and, and things and through that they had they brought in DJ culture so they have like um Ricardo Villa Lobos and like they have some really legendary house you know, house producers as well. Yo, there's this one song I really love, this group called uh, Adrenagal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put out some other stuff like like much later. Like it took like almost, not 10 years, but a long ass time for the other album. Mm-hmm. But they have this one song called uh, Vale La Noche or something like that. And that song is just crazy. It's so good. It's a crazy ass track. I like that one. I like the Fletcher. Yeah, be Fletcher. I'm gonna. I'm. I'll be there in like uh, three weeks. I'll be in Chile, so I'm. I'm gonna track her down for you. Cheat man. Word. If you could work her with her, that would be a Hot good fire. look for both of y'all, man. Fuego. Yeah. Uh, this is that Amate track. I, was about. I like this. I like this a little bit more than the last one. Those so. horn stabs are. It, it reminds me of uh, MIA a little bit. Mm. The, Word, yeah. I mean, she's. I mean, a lot of it sounds, you know, kind of like this kind of, not ethereal, but this kind of atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. But I can tell she could probably do whatever she wants. I think she raps a couple times too, but not like super heavy. So this Mc- is also uh, Fletcher? Yeah, B. Fletcher. Uh, Me Gusta La Noche is the Adrena Gal. Man, fuck it. I'll just put it again. It's hard to tell. Ooh. Yeah, there we I go. I like that. This is more my speed. I think I've always had a difficult time with look. with house music and trance and techno because of the drums. Uh-huh. But I've always fucked with Adriani Igual. Jungle and drum and bass because it's built around like a break. Uh-huh. You know? So I've always had a hard time with like house music that's similar to that. It's been those have been genres that I've never really approached. Not because any of the inherent qualities of the music to say it's like not put together or anything well. It's just not my type of sound. Yeah. But you know, like this joint right here, I really did. Not to like step on. I mean, this is basic. You know, well, you can't hear it yet, but they've got that. Uh, yeah. A. Ah. From uh, mm. the same thing they use in It Takes Two. They've okay. got that same vocal sample. Ah. Oh. What? The, I forget what that that's vocal going. shout, yeah, from Rob Bass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, this song, fuck, man, I played the fuck out of this song. I think nice. they're not I, from I love Chile, but I forget what they're from. Argentina or something? Maybe. It gives me a very like 2010 kind of um, like when all that electro stuff was really popping. I think this is when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, fucking electronic, Spanish electronic, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Shit is dope. 
if uh, i'll give a recommendation if people want to check out uh dj caso he's my other the other artist that i work with in chile a lot and he is an amazing producer he has like caso uh, caso dj caso it's on spotify he has a record called uh, an album called scenes which is really uh, lush like really great production can we play one of those yeah i'll pull it up right now Caso on the, on the scenes album, my favorite song. Dancing. Well, dancing Payback. has uh, that that dancing song has. That's a funny story because he used my voice without without uh, my permission. <laughs> no, don't play that one. Oh no, no. There's on the um, uh, also all the light. Let me see on the scenes album. Can you go to the whole album? Uh, yeah. Let me see the track list. Pump up is great. Random has me on it. Um, oh, this one actually, I wasn't thinking to play it, but this one is pretty interesting. Um, the random remix. This is me. Featuring Tite Lindell and Franz Mesco. And Loki the Trickster. And Loki the Trickster. After innovation integrated in amazing ways And still I'm back to basics Higher than a freaking space station Flyer than a swallow's migration Iller than a Haitian AIDS patient I hate waiting I'd rather be naked In a Minnesota lake And I'm into motivation Flows and quotations I've been to most nations Where folks just go I remember when we recorded the vocals for this Caso kept like yelling at me <laughs> Not yelling at me but like be weirder like make your voice like go all different like tones and like he was like just go really strange that he knew like i wrote the verse and then we recorded it and then we came back like three months later and recorded it again and he knew what he wanted the final product to be Word. Yeah. this is dope great producer this is very dope this is the remix which i i prefer this remix to the original the original is more kind of like a dubstep beat and this one has this guy tite lindell who's a famous um from a very famous chilean rock band called los tres oh wow and he's a bassist and at the end of the song he plays upright bass Hmm. On this song, and the Franz Mesco is a is a very great um, saxophonist. Okay, word. Yeah. Are you on the original also? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're the only rapper. Yeah. Okay, word. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, I used to follow that blog, but that blog went down like a long time ago. So I didn't have like, and I got super busy. Like, I used yeah. to get all my foreign music from blogs. Yeah. But uh, then it's like they start was, pumping out too much was, content what was, and whatever. What was the the thing that would like aggregate all the blogs for downloading stuff? It was like, like a, Google Reader or something. It was um. No, they used to do events like an event too. It was a website called. Heat. I have no idea, actually. <laughs> I don't think I, I was remember. on that wave. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was I, like for D, like it was great for DJs because it was like I don't know. This is like about 
five, six, seven years ago, and it was I would it would it would just give you the links to all the blogs, and it would like say what all these like trendy blogs are posting. Hmm. Hype hype machine. Oh, word. Uh, hype machine. Okay, okay. Yeah, word. that makes sense. Yeah, they're still doing stuff, right? Oh, no, I don't. Maybe I'm getting them confused with hype beasts. Yeah, yeah. hype beasts. I never. I've I've heard the name sounds familiar, but I'm not familiar. I've with definitely. It. I I didn't uh, surf uh-huh. hype machine, but I've definitely yeah. heard of it. Yeah. This is dope. Yeah. Um, we d- we performed upright? this in Lollapalooza one time, and it was great just to be there with the. This kind of reminds like, me of uh, Grammatic. Yeah. Yeah, we listen. He listens. He play, He's a great DJ as well, and he plays grammatic stuff. Okay. Right. It was really fun to do this one live in Lollapalooza. Dope. You know. Yo, that's how big is that Lollapalooza? Pretty big. Um, Lollapalooza Chile um, this year, 2018, was the biggest populated Lollapalooza out of any of them that there has been to date. Um, it's three days now in Chile. It's been Chile was the first place that they did Lollapalooza outside of the United States. Word. Um, oh. So it's been like six or seven years. There you go, listeners. Some more of those tidbits, tidbits. of information. Lollapalooza Chile. Make this podcast. And uh, what's the capital of Chile? Santiago de Chile. Santiago. What is the national animal? The alpaca. I bet that sounds right. <laughs> I'm just going to say no, the gospel. No, no, no. The, Cap- the, capi, the capybara. Guanaco. Capybara. Yeah. Uh, is, that a, is that a real animal? That's, that uh, I yeah, that's, that's... I think, that, wasn't no, that Knuckles is... from Sonic and Knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was an enchilada. He was an enchilada. Another tidbit of information. Yo, kiddo. Can you eat that? Yo, kiddo chaos emerald. They're marsupials as well, maybe? I don't know. I think so. Milk and eggs. It's weird. Yeah. Megalage. Breakfast animals. Yeah. Talking about Yo, all, I do all have, your I favorite do, furry I, I, friends. I don't know. We're just jamming. We're jamming all this. Music. I don't have anything to say about it because I'm just not informed about it. But listen, you guys go on. I have no idea uh, how I can input anything. So I already so, played this. Yo, what was but, this. What was the song you said you wanted to talk or the news you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. Actually, the news that I wanted to talk about has to do with a certain documentary that just recently came out. Because, speaking of this wonderful date that I mentioned earlier, September 28th, back on September 28th in 1993, uh, an album called 93 Till Infinity came out by the Souls of Mischief. Now, I think we all know that song, 93 Till Infinity. Uh, Kanye says that that's his favorite popular song. And the reason I know that is because in a video clip promoting this new thing that they've got going, Kanye's on there. And so what they're doing, why am I talking all slow and shit? What they're doing is actually uh, just released on the 28th of this month or September uh, is clocking in at 93 minutes, which is definitely not an accident. There is a documentary about the souls of mischief and the song and the album. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you can cop it online and it's got a lot of really dope, interesting things such as bonus clips, archival footage, 50 interviews from notable producers and MCs who tell the story of hieroglyphics crew. It's got all four members, Tajay, a plus festo, 
and uh, OPO. And I mean, it's probably going to be wild, informative and just something good that I think, um, especially people who are not familiar with with um, the Souls of Mischief and Hieroglyphics crew would benefit from. So I'm actually going to cop that probably tonight and I'll take a look at that. And uh, you guys can go and find it at, let me see if I can do a Google here, soulsofmischief.com. Under the products, you can buy the bonus footage or maybe stream it. I'm not sure how it works out. Uh, just, just go Google it and then figure that out. Souls of Mischief. It was a piece of news. I don't know if you guys Hi, have heard bro, this. y'all. It's not a wrong thing. Oh, to be addicted, addicted to the, the microphone, microphone like a heroin fiend. fiend. Gonna come Shout out, out to one Pep thing. Love. Yeah. What's up? It's going to come out hella late. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be late, but I mean. It's all right. Facts. They still remain so facts and little late. tidbits of information. Late, late, late ass. is late. Yeah. The late is late, great. The mega late, 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 late show. <laughs> all right before we actually take off i want loki to give us uh where he can find your music and your sure happenings once again please sure um the best way to get in touch with me is instagram or twitter and both on instagram and twitter i am at the trickster um i also have a youtube page two youtube pages loki the trickster is one of them and the trickster is the other one but normally you can just find me by Googling L-O-K-I space D-A space T-R-I-X-T-A or at D-A-T-R-I-X-T-A. That's right. And make sure that you follow the Mega Late Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, MySpace. Facebook. Friendster. Grinder, Tinder. Yeah. And all of... <laughs> Do you uh, guys have okay, Mega Late on Tinder? Yeah. We've got an OkCupid okay page. Okay. And, you know, the okay. probability of us hooking okay, up with people is very high. <laughs> Registered nice. for J-Date. Don't think we're going to get <laughs> authorized. <laughs> Yo, what J-date. is that joint? What is that joint up in, the, the, like, their servers were up in Canada. It was, like, for married people to cheat on Ashley each other? Madison. Ashley what Madison. What about FarmersOnly.com? What is that? Farmers Only? <laughs> you guys don't know about this? No. It's real. It's a real website. And then in, in the is States. This is where you go to get hosed? In the States. In the states, Where's it's like for right, it's like for like like redneck oriented people. Farmersonly.com. Yo, I know what I'm Isn't doing. Isn't there a song this. called "I'm a Farmer" by some guy? No, there's "Farmhand" by Mr. Lift. There's also "Farmers Market of but a Beast." The 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 really good one is the Dirt Nasty. What was it? What are they called? Three Loco. You know Three Loco, right? Oh, uh, Dirt Nasty, the kid Andy uh, Milanakis, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the other guy, and um, they rock with Andre Nicotina sometimes. What's the guy's? What's the um, Yin Yang? What's his name? The white guy with the with the corn long rolls. hair. Oh yeah. no, who are you talking about? The white guy, Riff Raff. Riff Raff, yeah, Yin Yang. Oh, him. he's oh Three Riff, Loco. I'm thinking Riff, of somebody else. Riff Raff, Andy Milanakis, and Dirt Nasty are Three Loco. Mickey Avalon and the mm. other cat. And he, they have a g- really funny video where they sample like the farm or something. They sample like the Allstate beat or something. Hmm. Allstate commercial. I'm going I'm I'm to find it and I'm going to send it to you guys. Send that to us. Also, go on to Free iTunes go, and rate us five stars. Send us some correspondence. We got a lot of people listening in the Bay Area. I'm really surprised at that. San Jose is like one of our bigger cities and you know i lived out there for a while but i don't know anybody out there listening to the podcast like that so hit us up like anywhere and uh we want to give you a shout out and maybe uh check out uh that little paypal joint that we've got going on too if you donate 
maybe something good will come to your life. Hook it mm-hmm. up. Mega Late Show, here's the weather forecast. Finally. Okay, the weather forecast. This is part of the podcast where we let y'all know of several upcoming events, shows in Tokyo, and all that. We drop these at the end of every episode to highlight some of the dope suchness coming up, but also check the Google Calendar and the links and the show notes to see plenty much more. If you got an upcoming show, event, exhibit, gallery, or some type of temporary autonomous zone, kick us those informations, and we'll put those details on the show calendar for everybody to view. All right, so Saturday, November 3rd, the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff is going to be rocking at the Sound Museum Vision. He is bringing out Rhyme Fest as well as some other talented folks, and you guys should definitely check that out as well as listen to his last album, M3, which was wonderful. Check that legend in action. There's also a strong possibility I will be there and in awe. On Sunday, the 11th, the Jazzy Sport 15-year anniversary is going down in Harlem. If you're not familiar with Jazzy Sport, they have been doing a lot of wonderful things in Tokyo for quite a long time and are associated with a tremendous number of super talented artists like our guy Aaron Cholai and Fitz Ambrose. On Friday, November 16th, the Bay Tokyo three-year anniversary party is happening at Circus Tokyo. It's going to be featuring the return to Tokyo for the lovely Jada B, as well as the phenomenally talented and amazing Erica Landia on November 18th, Masters at Work in Japan, Beautiful People is going on at Ageha. And I know the legendary DJ Muro is going to be rocking that, as well as my personal favorite DJ here in Tokyo, DJ Coco, AKA Shimokita. That guy is just amazing. Definitely check out his Instagram. It is lots of really dope things going on there. Uh, towards the end of the month, on a Monday, actually, the 26th, Odyssey and Oliver St. Louis are going to be rocking with good company at Unit. I will undoubtedly be there because I am a huge fan. And so, yes, that should all be very, very dope. Make sure you check out the calendar for other reoccurring shows like Under Digit, uh, which Late does, as well as Late's other event, Vibes at Harry, which is the last Friday of every month. We've also got the guys at The Breakdown who do things. Um, lots of lots of things going on. Check that out for all those recurring things that I just said and much, much more. Check out our podcast for Hip Hop Tokyo and Dope Creative Culture. Mega Late Show. If you're fake news, 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 We 
rap that ain't got. Ain't nobody can't start. No party like us. We crush the faint hearts. I'm haunting the same marks. Walking the main blocks, painted with blood, is still hot. So deep in stained socks. The pain sparks frustration. Situations lead to hating. Some deal with drug distribution. Others off the plantation. Some know the code of the streets. Some got a college education. Come down on the weekend and peep the conversation. Yo, on the corner, units charmed out. Ghetto looking bombed out. Police waited the road for those who walked the wrong route. Shorties going all out. They got their swords drawn out, ready to brawl out. Getting full till they fall out. Black like Morehouse. 40 O's is tossed out for brothers that they mourn about. Get red till it's dawn out. Whether they broke or flossed out. Honey's passed their drawers out. Looking for a ticket out the poorhouse. A jungle out here. Lines keep their claws out. Fangs and jaws out. We just get forced out. Names is called out. Ghetto fame is sold out. You wanna be the man that they talk about. I walked out. I had some things on my mind to sort out. I thought about the wild circumstance we born out. Remember myself at your age and I was just like you. If that was now, I don't know what I would do. My ears is closest to me. So what I say to you was going for me. Some we both still growing in deep. But where you at, I was. And where you been, I left. Utilize my experience to guide your step. Some people get love but don't command respect. It's something that you can't buy with a check. Or a roll of your legs. The icy links that hang from your neck. If it's real, who need to deal with the special effects? Come here, yo. Let me drop this on you. Look, they got you cornered. The corner of the block is hot. I ain't got to warn you. Cause I see you every day. Trapped in every way. It's yeah, I'm a thug. And that's all that I can say. Who are you anyway? Mary J. I spent many nights away. Watching you while you sleep. Trying to figure out how to be the example. Cause talk is cheap as you walk the street. Study cats on the real In a convo Just make your point And relax and chill Who's gonna wanna destroy each other In a cipher instead of bill Be a man of will Don't be standing still If you don't plan ahead Then you plan to fail Who's be in a daze When the ways reveal Like they funny style But I'm not laughing Serious again's making money While the police is passing Can't wait for opportunity To knock you gotta make it happen It ain't about no spectacular ways Of rapping Just immaculate ways of action Still brother I know that times is hard And listen Keep your mind on God Get down and do my thing. I'ma get down and do my thing. 
Would you let me just do my thing? I come through and groove and swing. Can I get down and do my thing? I'ma get down and do my thing. Would you let me just do my thing? I come through and groove and swing. Let me get down and do my thing on the regular. Loki, the tricks to spiritual, non secular, non sequiturs on a molecular level. Wrecking executives, yes, sir. You're looking impeccable, but respecting the devil. How the heck do you expect to get to the next level with incorrect treble? You only heard the bass, that's for half of the picture. The tricks is in the place like steady rock. I rock steady with the heavy bop. Led Zeppelin broke the levy. The currents won't let me stop currently. I'm already hot sweating, cause it's really hard work not carrying a weapon but i'ma keep stepping like my name was pete nice forever representing the city they say twice this is headlights scratching dj's matching without headphones you're phony just a fraction this is terra fabulous action jackson get on the flow baby bubba get your back end clowns running around crazy acting dude you're not a model and this is not a fashion Can i get down and do my thing i'ma get down and do my thing would you let me just do my thing? I come through and groove and swing. Can I get down and do my thing? I'ma get down and do my thing. Would you let me just do my thing? I come through and groove and swing. Yeah. Loki, you're a crazy person. Crazy performing, crazy in person. You do crazy perfect. You're crazy, but you're virtuous. The battle's on, it's crazy versus versus lazy versus. German engineers be like, go on lazy versus. Then they apply delay reverb reverses if I said any curses. I see the game like Timmy Kirchin. I sneeze, give me a kerchief. Um, I still got my daylight proofs of purchase. I'm not doing plurk, I have been pervious. Collect my purse with a sense of purpose. I show with Mazi K. Salam and other Persians. But to resurface the resurgence of the New Yorkers and New Jersians. And you will get jerked if you play servant. And you'll get injured if they don't use jerkins. Can I get down and do my thing? I'ma get down and do my thing. Would you let me just do my thing? I come through and groove and swing. Can I get down and do my thing? I'ma get down and do my thing. Would you let me just do my thing? I come through and groove and swing.
Chanel, paraíso de papel, viento sobre mi piel, un nuevo amanecer, es mi verano zen, místico atardecer. Yo soy lo que soy, no quiero ser ni parecer, entiéndeme, comprende que yo solo quiero ver anochecer, siente, consciente, naturaleza rebelde, nadando, levitando, mutando el cambio, nace en tu mente. Uh.
After innovation, integrated in amazing ways, and still I'm back to basics. Higher than a freaking space station, flyer than a swallow's migration, iller than a Haitian AIDS patient. I hate waiting, I'd rather be naked in a Minnesota lake, and I'm into motivation, flows, and quotations. I've been to most nations where folks just go ape shit on crazy aces, faceless lasers. I stare at racist waiters making faces. Thank you. 